Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. So join me, Bravo and Botox, and we'll catch up on all the Bravo news and read way too much into our favorite shows and Bravo liberties. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bravo Papers, Bravo Weekly News with your host, Bravo and Botox. I like saying it like that, Bravo and Botox. (laughs) So you will notice that you are getting this episode on a Friday after you probably thought you weren't getting one this week. But here's what I'm doing. I want to fill you all in on this. Um, It's Friday, February 9th, by the way. Um, Listen, I had to shift in my work schedule and made it so that I could record during the week instead of on the weekend. And I think it's just better because I'm going to go with it. Because when I originally started the weekly news, I actually wanted to do it on Friday, like a week in review, like going back over what had happened that week right? So that it's current. So I'm going over the current week instead of the week before. And I wanted to do that. However, the weekends were the only time when I could record. Um, However, now I've had something shift. And also, you know, the thing with the weekends is that sometimes I have, you know, wedding, a family function, whatever, and that gets in the way. And then I have to take a weekend off or whatever the case is. So I think this will be better. It'll have the news be more fresh. And I know you might be thinking, okay, well, you can, you know, the Saturday and Sunday from, will still be seven days ago, right? If you're, you know, releasing on a Friday. But I was saying this uh, on my newest Patreon episode, the thing with the weekends is not a lot of stuff happens on the weekends. For some reason, drama takes a break on the weekend too. Things happen, don't get me wrong. But it's actually more common that things happen and that news and publicists and stuff will drop things during the week. So there is that. Um, But I think it's going to be just better all along. I'm trying to, you know, do the work-life balance thing, be a better mom and, you know, abandoning my daughter for like five or six hours every weekend to record, edit, you know, write my previews, do the YouTube cover, the what all that stuff. It just it takes a long time. Um, And I'm trying to be more present. So thank you all for bearing with me this week while I do the switchover. I I know that sometimes it can be kind of like, ugh, when a podcast changes days, because you might be like used to that, to having it Monday morning and all that. But now you have a nice Friday thing to look forward to. Or you could just not listen to it and save it for Monday. (laughs) Um, But the thing is, you know, I got to do what's best for me and the show. Um, and I think it'll be what's best for the listeners too, because I think it'll make a better show and I want to give you the best content possible. So thank you so much. And I hope everyone enjoyed the new Richard Sisters episode that I released on Monday instead of the weekly news. I uh, I managed to get that one out. So, you know, hopefully people enjoyed it. I need to kind of check on Instagram and see what people are saying. But so far, it's been some positive feedback. All right. So let's get into it. 
It is Friday, February 9th, 2024, and I'm here to bring you the news from the past week. Obviously, the biggest thing was that Candy from Real Housewives of Atlanta is out. I mean, huge news. Okay, first I'm going to tell you exactly what she said. Well, not exactly, but paraphrased what she said, and then I'll tell you what I think. So she announced it on the red carpet of the Grammys and basically said, long story short, that they kind of left the women hanging, the Atlanta women hanging for so long without contracts and without word on what was going on. And during that time, she committed to a lot of other projects. And, you know, with committing to all those other projects and all that other stuff, she just doesn't really have time. And she just decided, you know, maybe it's time to take a step back. She's always got a ton of stuff on her plate. You know, we know she's busy with music, acting, businesses, all sorts of stuff, right? Listen, when I saw that interview, my first instinct was that I believed her. However, I'm still not 100% sure if she got fired or if she quit. A lot of housewives will get fired and the if the network likes them and has like a good relationship in history, like they do with Candy, Candy's probably, you know, one of their favorites, if not their favorite, then yeah, they'll let them say that they're taking a quote unquote step back. You know, because Candy didn't say this is forever, right? Candy said it's kind of... She kind of did like the Dorinda thing, except not as extreme in that she was sort of like, you know, never say never. I'm stepping away for now, like that kind of thing. And I think they're doing that more lately since the Dorinda thing, because it makes people feel better. Like the audience who generally might be the audience who's a fan and who's not happy about a person getting fired. It would make them feel better to think, say whatever. They're on pause. I'll get them again one day, right? It was a good way to like appease the Lisa Rinna fans, <laughs> you know, because Andy said that on Watch What Happens Live. But do I think that Candy was fired? To be honest, yes, probably. And the reason that I've changed to that opinion is because the more I thought about it, the more I was like, if there's one thing that Candy has said, a million times over her last 14 years on my TV is that she never passes up a check. And that Bravo check is a big one because at Bravo, they do pay based on seniority. She's been on for 14 years, which gives me another reason that they might have let her go. She's expensive, right? She's expensive. She, you know... She's expensive and the show needs some change, okay? I'm a Candy fan. I just want to say that for the record. I've always been a Candy fan. Is she, am I a stan? No. Do I, is she one of my favorite housewives of all time, to be honest? No. But I have always liked her and I've always appreciated what she brings to the show. And I think she's brought a lot. I've loved the storyline with her mom and Todd, her aunts. I've, you know, she's had a lot of good like relationship dynamics with the other women in terms of like her 
in and out kind of weird relationship with Nini where they like, you know, we see each other like that kind of thing. Her relationship with Kim Zolciak, like she's just had her with Portia, Phaedra, like she's been a key player. She's brought a lot. People who try to say she's brought nothing are just being haters. Yes, the last couple seasons, has she been on her best? No, to be honest, she's been kind of coasting and she's kind of seemed a little distracted even during the seasons. So yeah, like I can understand why Bravo was like, why are we paying all this money you know, when she's activated, she's good. But we don't even really have anyone to activate her. So, yeah, I can kind of see that. I can kind of see why they would have let her go and why they, they would let her go but be on good terms so that, you know, she might be open to coming back one day because you never know. So Andy did respond um, on Radio Andy and said, wow, what a run, one of the greats. Like, of course, like I think him and Candy have a good relationship. I think Candy has a good relationship with the show and with everyone. Now, Lisa Rinna has to jump in and she like commented on the post and was like, like cheering Candy on. I'm like, Lisa, this isn't like she's not leaving the show the way you left the show. Like Lisa left the show in like a bitter everyone hated her type of way. I mean, granted, there's some people who are very happy that Candy is leaving because there's some people who are just like, oh, she's boring. She brings nothing. But it's not the same. Now, Kenya did an interview as well. This doesn't have to do with Candy necessarily, but Kenya was doing an interview and she said that, you know, she's planning for a dynamic season 16 and that she's open to Portia returning. Now, there are rumors floating around that Portia's coming back. I, these are not facts as far as I can tell, okay? So are they, is a blog slash Instagram account, whatever, saying that it's, you know, they're coming back? Yes. Is it confirmed? No. So we don't know that 100%. Do I think it's, you know, possible? Absolutely, it's possible. Like, I mean, if anyone could come back, it's Portia. Nini's not coming back. Listen, there's no one who has higher hopes for Nini than me. Do I think Nini may come back one day or might slowly, you know, get back in there somehow? A hundred percent, I think that. But I just, now's not the right time. It We need a little bit more time, okay? So, yeah, I could see Portia coming back. A lot of people are saying Phaedra. I mean, I can see why people are saying that. Phaedra's everywhere. She made her little appearance on Dubai. And then she was on the Ultimate Girls Trip. Everybody liked her on that. So they brought her back to Married to Medicine. Uh, Mar yeah, they brought her on Married to Medicine. And then now she's on The Traders and everyone is obsessed with her on The Traders, including myself. She's amazing on The Traders. Now, the reason that I'm leaning towards maybe that she's not coming back to RHOA is because she is not good on Married to Medicine, in my opinion. I forget that she's even on the cast. Like, this season would have been almost exactly the same if Phaedra wasn't on it. Like, you could, like, reach your hand in and, like, just take Phaedra out of this season, and the season would be basically the same. 
besides the fact that she brought Quad to Sweet Tea's Bachelorette. But I mean, like Quad could have still crashed that on her own <laughs> or figured out a way. I don't know. Anyways, the point is that I'm just like, I, I, to me, uh, sorry, Phaedra makes no sense on Married to Medicine. And then at first when I heard it, I was down with it because I'm like, okay, she's dating a doctor or whatever. But then the doctor wasn't on the show and she wouldn't share her relationship with him. And now she's not even with him. So it's just, it doesn't make any sense because it's such a couple show. Like, I'm not saying that you can't have a single person on there who's dating, whatever, but when you have a single person on there who's not even willing to share their dating or their relationship, and when you have the rest of the show really revolves around the couples and their dynamics with each other in terms of, like, their dynamics within their marriage and with their other married friends, it just, it just doesn't work. So that's kind of why I was leaning towards, like, yeah, she's not doing that good on Married to Medicine, so are they going to have her on Atlanta? However, on the other side, maybe they would have her on Atlanta for that reason. Because maybe she would be good on Atlanta because she doesn't make sense on Married to Medicine, but she might make sense on Atlanta. However, she's, I mean, she obviously before was great on Atlanta, but she's got to share stuff. That's the thing, right? It feels like Phaedra was, Phaedra, when she first came onto Atlanta, she shared. However, she shared within the confines of the image that she wanted to portray, right? You know, with her, with um, her husband and all, and having kids, and they're like, you know, she was trying to kind of portray like a sort of like, I'm, you know, we're this like successful, wonderful couple. She's the successful lawyer, like all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying some of that's not true. I'm just saying that like it was very much like that. Then as time went on, you know, she couldn't control Apollo, right? So we saw some cracks, and then that was like a really good storyline, like that whole thing. And then her friendship dynamics with the other women became very interesting as well. So, and a lot of that was, though, because some of the other women were calling her out, you know, on being fake about certain things and on, like, being a little manipulative and stuff. So that's why I just kind of question, like, I don't know where she would fit in. Like, maybe if Portia's there, like, that's an authentic friendship. I don't know how Phaedra is with Kenya that I would have to see. So I don't know. I'm skeptical of her ability. Like people are very like, bring Phaedra back. It's time. I'm very skeptical about if Phaedra can make Atlanta work. Because like, even though I did enjoy her on Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, I didn't feel like she brought that much. Like they even asked her about some personal stuff and about like her, if she's ever talked to Candy and something like that, and she refused. So if she's going to be like that, then I don't know, what's the point? Like, let's just get someone new. Okay. So let's talk about Roni. Um, listen, people cannot shut up about how they're bringing back some of the old cast and mixing them with the new cast, Dorinda and Luann. And uh, it's not happening. Like, I said this on my Instagram when that first started floating around. It's not true. First of all, I saw a video, it was a while ago too, that 
the new Roni women were making like a TikTok or something that they had started filming. And it was just them. Like it was just like Bryn and Jessel, whatever. So yeah, I don't see. So to me, I was like, this just doesn't make any sense. And so then people were like the rumors floating around. I don't even know who started it. I don't know how these rumors get started. Remember I said, I can't remember what episode it was, but I said in one of my episodes, the biggest false rumor mill is always around casting. There is so much false information. Like there's false information about stuff in general, but the most untrustworthy information is casting information because people just want something and wish it and almost like think if they say it out loud that it'll happen. I mean, and Luann lives in that world because she was at her cabaret show and someone asked her and she's like, maybe anything's possible. Like almost like she knew something. But no, she's just she's just putting it out into the universe, which like, fine, I don't blame her for that. But that doesn't mean it's happening. So the reason we know for sure it's not true is because the Roni casting people themselves were annoyed with everyone and put a post up saying it is not true. And basically, you guys all need to chill. (laughs) They're so done with all of us. Okay, so then New Jersey. Let's talk about New Jersey. Um, Teresa seemingly responds to the rumors of her split with Louis. So if you haven't heard, people have been, again, this is one of those rumors. There's no fact, but it's just a rumor. People have been talking a lot that her and Louis might be on the rocks or breaking up or splitting or something because for a while, they it just seemed like they weren't posting a lot together on Instagram and social media. And we know they post a lot. They had that whole streak of like, they were traveling here, traveling there. Like, I mean, they seemed like they were living it up, right? And they're posting lots of pictures of themselves. Now, maybe that was just because it was like honeymoon phase. I don't know. But it seemed like they were posting less. So people were like, hmm, very suspicious. And also because Teresa was posting more pictures of just her and her daughters or just herself. So that rumor was flying around for a couple days. However, Teresa then put up a post of her and Louie and said something in the caption about like the two of them, I love you. I don't know, you know, something lovey-dovey. I can't even remember. Who cares? But something (laughs) lovey-dovey. And then I noticed, so that was about a week ago. And then I noticed four days ago, they posted another picture of them at, I think it was like a ski lodge or something um, about you know, on like a ski trip together. I mean, I still kind of think it's a little suspect, even though they posted those pictures. Only because she has been posting a lot more alone pictures, which she hasn't done much since she was, you know, before Louis. So I don't know. Either it's nothing and just it's like, okay, the honeymoon phase has is over, which happens to all couples. Or you know, maybe they're on the rocks a little, so they were just like spending less time together. So it could be something. I mean, you never know. I don't know. So I just want to update all you guys about that. But yeah. So as far as we know, they're together and the OG Roni people are not coming back. Okay. We got to address these rumors. Um, Speaking of rumors, Katie Maloney responds to rumors about something about her. She was on a podcast and she basically said, 
all these conspiracy theories about like us making something about her just as like a cash grab for merch is BS and that it's getting there and she does see the light at the end of the tunnel. Listen, I talked about this on my Patreon and I went quite on quite a rant about just you know, the audience and Ariana and it was more about Tom and Ariana and the house situation, but on the on the note of this, you know, I will say that do people have the right to ask questions about something about her and is it taking really long? Absolutely. They were supposed to open like almost a year ago. But do I think they opened it to sell merch? No, that's just stupid. Sorry. They can sell merch without a restaurant. Look at Lala. She sold enough, send it to Daryl merch that she was able to buy her house with it. They they could have, and if anyone could have sold merch during Scandaval and before Scandaval, <laughs> or no, sorry, during Scandaval, it would be Ariana, right? It, like their merch didn't even, was hardly making any money the only reason it started to make so much money was because of Scandaval. They could have made merch off Scandaval without the restaurant. Like, it's just, it's, if they did that, they're the worst business women ever. Because, oh, let me spend a million dollars so I can make, you know, 500 grand in merch. Like, it just makes no sense. <laughs> or let me spend the same amount as I made off the merch. So I made zero profit. Like, it just, it's, it's, yeah. So, Sandoval was on Nick Vile's podcast. Now, this is kind of old news, but I do just want to say that if you haven't heard the clip of him absolutely freaking out because of when Sandoval Sucks was written on a cake by a bakery, you should go listen to it because it is hilarious. Um, I did not listen to the interview because I do not want to give it the download. But long story short, he's basically trying to imply that he was in an abusive relationship and that, you know, she pushed him to cheat. It's all her fault. So he hasn't changed. He's learned nothing. And yeah, I can't stand watching him. I'm going to be honest. It's not even fun to like hate watch him. I actually like watching the last couple episodes. I feel like I'm watching a sociopath and it's not that enjoyable. So I'm not sure what is going to happen with this show. But yeah. On the good side, Chicago had its best non-holiday performance week in the show's history on Broadway because of Ariana. So go, Ariana. Um, you know, I just love, as much as I see some people turning on her and criticizing her, it's also great to know that she's getting so much support from fans. And Bravo fans are just, like, loyal and, well, not loyal, actually. We're kind of fickle. But <laughs> but we'll support you. Like, when we like you, we're there for you. We'll buy your merch. We'll go to your show. Like, we'll show up, you know? So we got that going for us. But we are fickle. Um, now, Raquel is still spilling tea. Or sorry, Rachel is still spilling tea on her podcast. And again, I don't want to give her a ton of attention. But she did have one interesting tidbit, which was basically that... Tom Sandoval guilt-tripped her for getting help with her mental health when she was at the facility and called her selfish, which I can kind of see that because, like, if you see him on the first couple episodes of this season, he's sort of like, 
I don't know. Like, he just sounds like he wishes she was there filming with him and that he could show, like, what a connection they had and that that would help him win over the audience with, with, with like, we're the best new couple and look, we, you know, we risked everything, but it was worth it. Like, I think he had this whole romanticized version of what he was going to bring to season 11. And I think he also thought that he could control Rachel like forever. Um, But that didn't really work out. You know, I don't think it's 100% because Rachel's just so self-confident and intelligent. I think it's more because Rachel had, I just think the backlash from the public was so intense and I almost think that that backlash, as bad as it may have been for her mental health, was also good because it pushed her away from Tom in a lot of ways because she just couldn't take it. So it was like, you know, there was kind of like a silver lining to it, I guess, for her. But, you know, that being said, Tom, I think, was able to do that with Ariana pretty easy. Because if you look back at when Ariana started the show, it's just so clear that she's a very kind of insecure, you know, and, and I'm not saying this is an insult. I'm really not. I think she's grown so much. I think she was just kind of like insecure, like negative. I think she just didn't love herself, right? Like when you look back, like she, she had, was coming out of this abusive relationship with this guy who told her she was disgusting and fat and worthless, like all this terrible stuff. Like it seems like she came out of a really emotionally abusive situation. And I think she believed a lot of that. So I do think that Tom was able to like swoop in and he was able to take the lead in that relationship because of that. Um, Now, rumor has it Sandoval's dating a model. Victoria Lee Robinson, who apparently dated Leo DiCaprio. So, I mean, but what does dating Leo DiCaprio even mean? Like, if you're like a hot model and you're under 25, you've dated Leo, it seems like, because like, that's just what he does. Like, does he even date or is he just trying to like, let me bang as many models as I can? And yeah, but I guarantee you he likes that. Or he gets off on that, like, oh, look, I got a girl who, like, Leo dated. <sighs> Annoying. Okay. Anyways, it's her funeral. She wants to date Sandoval. I don't know. She's... Okay, good luck with that, Victoria. Um, Lastly, in Vanderpump Rules, basically, Bethany Frankel... Oh, God. Bethany always comes out to haunt us, doesn't she? Bethany says that Lisa Vanderpump is bitter and jealous. Because Lisa Vanderpump basically called out Rachel going on Bethany's podcast. And someone asked Bethany about it. And Bethany's like, it's coming off as, you know, she's bitter. She's jealous. No, Bethany, I really don't. If anyone is not jealous of you, it's Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> Lisa Vanderpump had a spinoff from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And Lisa Vanderpump's spinoff was actually successful. Unlike the, like, you know, 19 other shows that Bethany tried to have that all failed. And Vanderpump is, was, you know, even successful without that as well. So just, I think she's good. Okay. Uh, this kind of connects because we're talking about Lisa Vanderpump and I'm going to go right into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So Dorit, 
in an interview said this week that she is going into the reunion. I mean, I know they haven't started filming it, but they're going to be basically not on the best terms with Kyle. And, you know, we all know that Kyle mentioned that Dory was like, you know, exaggerating how close of friends they were and just like, you know, making comments that I just, that just, ugh, me with Kyle. Not that I'm like a Dorit stan or anything or that I even care that much about Dorit because I actually don't. It's just, she's just such a bad friend. Like Kyle gives me like Sheena vibes in the sense they're both so self-involved and they just use people. And they don't, like, and I think Kyle knows it, though, more than, I think Sheena's less self-aware in some ways. No, actually, they're, no, maybe they're both not. But they both just do that thing where, like, they're good friends with someone, but then they don't follow through with the actions of a real friend, whether it's, like, in just choices they're making on the show, things they're saying in interviews, and it's just, it's frustrating. So... Kyle is also facing massive backlash online. So I talked about this in my Richard Sisters um, roundup about how she made that comment about Merce. And I knew like a couple people had, like a couple other Bravo content creators had put it up on their Instagram or Twitter and that people were like, "Ugh, Kyle. But I didn't know that it was kind of blowing up as much as it did. Because then, like, in the next couple of days after that, I noticed, I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, all over my timeline. And tons of people are commenting on it and tweeting about it. So, basically, if you missed that, if you didn't listen to the Kyle, or sorry, the Richard Sisters um, Bravo paper, Kyle basically said, I've never heard Merce's name before. But, hey, if Sutton wants to use it as an excuse to go to Spain and toss his ashes out and give us some flowers, okay. And that is her direct quote, by the way. She says, toss his ashes out, which I think that's part of why people are kind of like, why are you talking about it in just such like a flippant way with, when you say toss, like that's what we say when we're going to like throw something in the garbage or when you're going to like toss someone your car keys (laughs) or your keys or whatever. Like it just, it's just, it's insensitive, you know, and as many people pointed out online, if Sutton had said anything even close to that about um, Kyle's friend who passed, like, oh my God, it would be like she and Sutton would get backlash and she would deserve it. Okay. But it's just like, it's such a rude and also just unnecessary thing to say. So I don't know what she was thinking. And yeah, she did mean it to be shady because even Erica in the interview responds and is like, oh my God, I can't with you right now. And then Kyle like giggles like in this like mischievous way. So yeah. Uh, So we'll see if that gets brought up at the reunion. I'll be interested to see. I actually love when Sutton and Kyle are feuding. I think they just, their feuds are great. I love their feuds. (laughs) They have such like a... They have a really good, like, frenemies thing going on. I love it. Um, So Dr. Moon has called out Anna Marie because we're never getting over this esophagus thing. But there, (laughs) I did want to share this because it is a little, it's not really about the esophagus. It's more about the whole, like, um, Anna Marie calling out the American Society of Anesthesiologists. 
So this is what Tiffany put on her. And if you don't know, Dr. Tiffany Moon was a real housewife of Dallas and she's an anesthesiologist. So she put this in her Instagram story. The ASA doesn't not love CRNAs that Anne-Marie was defending. So she says the ASA doesn't not love CRNAs or care that you're on a reality show bringing more attention to your profession. They care when CNRAs misrepresent themselves as as physicians or use terminology to intentionally mislead the public to believe that they are anesthesiologists. Don't make this into a CRNA versus MD thing. I have immense respect for my CRNA colleagues, just not the ones who call themselves anesthesiologists. So doesn't that say it all? Thank you, Dr. Moon. (laughs) We appreciate you clearing that up. I think that's kind of how everyone felt. So, you know. (laughs) All right. So what do we have next? Oh, yeah. We need to talk about Potomac because, oh my God. So apparently there is more to this Wendy and NECA feud, which we are going to see at the reunion, according to Ashley, who said this on, I think it was on Watch What Happens Live. Um, So, I mean, I don't know if I want more though, Ashley. Like, I just, (laughs) this season has been just not good. Like, Thank God for Married to Medicine, because like I was watching Potomac on Sunday, right? And Married to Medicine's on right after. And when Potomac was over, I was like, oh my God. Like that was not good. Like I was just so disheartening. Cause this was like one of my favorite shows. Just and it's just gone so downhill. But then there was a really good episode of Married to Medicine right after. So that kind of put me back in a good mood. So <laughs> Anyways, unrelated, but it's just, you know, it's just, you know, when you watch like a show and you're like, oh, so you put on a really good one after and it makes you feel better. It was kind of like that. But I don't know if I want to see more of this feud. It's like, I, I don't even know if I care about it anymore. It's just like everything is so on. Oh, it's just so clear that this cast just hates each other. Not all of them, but enough of them. And like just Giselle just seems like so salty and bitter in like every scene and It's just like, it's not fun. It's really not fun anymore. And on a more positive note with Potomac, the lawsuit against Candace that Michael Darby was bringing was dismissed with prejudice, which means it's a final judgment and it cannot be brought up again or reasserted. Okay. So the reason it was dismissed was because like he signed a release with Bravo agreeing to be on the show, basically. And along with agreeing to be on the show comes discussion of drama and your personal life and people throwing shade and saying things. And as, you know, I have definitely said before when I was talking about reality reckoning, you know, Bravo has good contracts. Okay, NBC is not playing around with their contracts and their lawyers, etc. And believe me that when you sign that document, you're giving them a lot of permission for a lot. So it's not an easy thing to like sue someone for something they said on the show. That's going to be tough. Um, Now, Candace 
put out a statement just saying she's grateful for common sense having prevailed. And you know what? Congratulations, Candace, because that was a BS lawsuit and Michael Darby is the worst. And as many people have said, you can't sue someone for saying something that's true. You are a, you did grab that cameraman's butt. And you did cheat on Ashley and you do do these creeper things. So, like, come on. Okay. If anyone should be suing anything, anyone, it should be Candace, like, suing Giselle and Ashley from, like, literally making things up. <laughs> okay. Last but not least for today, we've got to talk about OC. So the Tres Amigas are having some conflicts, as they do. I mean, they've already had their big falling out, which I talked about when that happened on Bravo Weekly News. But we all know, you know, Tamara dropped out of the Tres Amigas show because they were, like, touring and doing this show. Now, Vicky was on Jeff Lewis's radio show and basically blames Tamara's assistant, who I believe is named Caden, and said that Caden, Vicky said, that Caden is at fault for some of the issues um, with the Trey's Amigas. Sorry, I just realized my mic had fallen forward, so I'm so sorry if my sound has not been great up until now. Ugh, that's really annoying. Okay, so basically she said he's at fault for some of the issues with the Trey's Amigas. And so Tamara did a little um, video and posted it on social media, just in her car, talking to the camera, and said that this is a lie, and her assistant is great. She loves her assistant. Her assistant is so sweet, has even helped out Shannon when Shannon was having some whatever tough times, and that this is an quote-unquote effing lie. Tamara also said the reason she's not doing the Tres Amigas is because she caught them talking behind her back. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I know what they were talking about. Probably why is Tamara such a disloyal bee um, hanging out with Alexis? But yeah, <laughs> I mean, Tamara even posted like a picture of her and Alexis at a reunion, like one of the old reunions, and one of them was holding up some papers. I think it was Tamara. And then she captioned it like receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, whatever. Um, and then Alexis was like, don't bring up the past, like laughing face. So clearly the two of them are friendly. <laughs> um, in sort of a related kind of news, I guess, because Gretchen was on OC, but not really, but that's my not great segue for the day. But basically, Gretchen was asked on Instagram about the Brandy Caroline thing because Gretchen was also on the Morocco trip. And she said, you know, kind of long answer short, she said she'll be bummed if we don't get to see the new footage or sorry, the new season because she's like, oh, we had so much fun. We did such cool things. And she also says that in terms of like, she didn't really answer the question. Like someone asked her, who do you believe or something like that? She just said she thinks she will be bummed if we didn't see it. And she thinks they should roll footage. Now, Camille Grammer, who we know is never shy about speaking out on social media. Camille's like one of my favorite messy social media people. <laughs> like if we're talking about housewives who just like come out of the blue whenever they feel like it to like say something, and Camille is so good at dragging Kyle 
on Twitter. It's just like it never gets old. But Camille weighed in and said she thinks basically that Caroline Manzo has taken it too far. So, I mean, Camille is really sticking by her stance of pro this, sorry, pro brandy. Now, I mean, if Camille, if sorry, if Caroline is telling the truth, which, you know, after I read that court description, or sorry, that her description of what had happened, like I am leaning towards Caroline. I'm just like, like, Camille, maybe like, shut up. <laughs> like, you don't, Camille can have her opinion, okay? She was there. I wasn't. But, you know, that being said, you don't always have to say it. Because I don't know. what If the footage is released and confirms Caroline's story, then how are you going to feel and how are you going to look, right? Like, I don't know. It's a very, it's a crappy situation. And I do feel for Caroline in this situation, especially if this is all like 100% true, as she said. I feel really bad for her because it sounds really scary and really crappy when you have some like drunk belligerent, dr belligerent person trying to grab on you and maybe they think it's a joke at first and you maybe laugh it off the first time, but then you don't like it. Then they follow you in the washroom. Like, it's just like, it's not good. Like, I can see how traumatizing that is, especially, you know, Caroline admits that she was assaulted as a child, I think, or teen. I can't remember the age. I mean, a teen is a child, but you know what I mean. And like that, I could totally get how that's re-traumatizing. Now, there's still a lot of people out there who are questioning Caroline's story. And I mean, there's some people like bringing up the Dina thing. Listen, do I hate what Caroline did to Dina? Absolutely. Am I a Caroline Manzo fan? No. I cannot stand her for just talking personality. And as a housewife, I can't stand the woman. Okay. Not a fan at all. Team Dina. But in this case, like, this isn't about which housewife are you a fan of. Maybe it's easy for me because I'm not a Brandy fan either. But like, we can't be, you know, making decisions or opinions about a sexual assault case based on like housewives' fandom. That's crazy and just wrong. So yeah, for now, I'm, you know, based on what I've read and seen online, and that's all I can base it on. And based on Caroline's statement, I'm believing the victim, you know, and it's just like, they're like, why would she make this up? I guess there, you know, people could be like, could come up with reasons. But as of now, it's just such a detailed, specific story that it does not sound made up, in my opinion. So, yeah. All right. So, I think that's all for today. Hang on. Yep. Okay. You are now, sorry for that awkward ending. <laughs> so, thank you again, everyone. Um, oh, yeah. Just one last, let me just kind of reiterate here. You will get your weekly news wrap up every Friday morning and you are now in the know for everything Bravo. See you next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Your support really means everything to me. And this show wouldn't be possible without you, the listeners. So please, if you enjoy the podcast, leave a five-star rating and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more, you can join my Patreon, patreon.com slash bravoandbotox, 
And for $5 a month, you'll get four extra podcast episodes a month. You'll also get early releases of Bravo Paper episodes and more. Please also subscribe to my YouTube channel at The Bravo Papers and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Bravo and Botox and at The Bravo Papers. If you'd like to buy me a coffee, you can at buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox. You know, send your love through some much needed caffeine. And any guest that was on today's episode will be in the show notes, all their social media and contact information. So thank you so much, everyone. Keep overanalyzing Bravo. Bravo.